Hello and welcome. This is the What If I Told You podcast, a show. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's a show. We are a show and um, we're here to do the show that you're listening to right now. The show. The show. The only show you should be listening to. That's right. Just go ahead and delete all your other podcasts out of your library. No yeah. one cares. No one cares. Nah. We're all you need. Yep. That's that's true. Please check out our TikTok. There's some cool shit on there. Also, our Instagram. We've always got shit on there. And if you're not following us on either of those, we don't want you here. We want you to get your life together. Yeah, because then you can stay informed. Um, once in a while, you can see our faces. You can see the cats and the dogs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm getting real tired of making these cool ass, like, preview posts. But no one's looking at them. Yeah, come on, you guys. And send us an email. What if I told you podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Send us an email about uh, your thoughts on our last episode. Yeah. Or your day. Yeah. Your thoughts on anything, really. Life. How time doesn't exist. Yeah. We're living in a world that is non-linear and we're trying to make it linear. You know, the usual. Yeah, get deep with it. Yeah. We like to get deep around here. What are your thoughts and feelings on the fact that Demi Lovato is now going to have a Hulu original TV show about aliens? How do you feel about that? That's news to me. Yeah, I just saw this commercial last night, and I was like, hmm. uh, what's happening here? I'm not really sure how what's I feel about here? that. I, I agree. I have no opinions on Demi Lovato. Same. I'm, I'm sure she's a great person. I don't listen to her music. Not our vibe. And totally. I mean, if that's what you want to do, Demi, then we support you. Yeah. Uh, am I going to watch it? Probably not. Probably not. Do I think she's... Well, I guess she is not correct anymore. They? Yes. I'm going to call Demi Lovato Demi Lovato. I like that. Um, When you say pronouns too much, then you muddy the waters and people are like, wait, I don't know who you're talking about anymore. Right. I find that with writing a lot, if you're writing a narrative and you continually use he they she then you lose the character and then you have to go back and you're like okay who are we talking about here so demi is gorgeous she's got a great haircut yeah and i really hope that the show on ufos is a hit yeah i've been finding it really hard to watch anything on aliens recently yeah. I started, like, there's a new documentary out, new-ish, on Netflix, and I started it, and I was just like, no. Yeah. It's hard. It's not alien season. Mm. I feel like alien season is summertime. That does feel very summery, because you're outdoors. Right. Maybe I, it's the desert kind of setting you're expecting. I, I think so. Like, when yeah. I think being abducted by an alien, I'm thinking, like, hot summer night. Right. But... The episode we're doing today 
is very, even though it's not fall yet, it's not even fall yet, is it? Yeah, September 22nd. Oh, shit, you're right. It's fucking October, dude. It's October. And that's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this. Yep. <clears throat> okay, great. I'm glad we got past that. Um, <laughs> this is very much fall vibes. Yeah, it is. And that's why we're here at the show. The show. Let's see. This episode will release on October 18th. So this is what we will call the penultimate episode of Spook Season. Perfect. Uh, which means second to last. I love that. Um, so we are on the penultimate episode of Spook Season. So we are going to tell you a ghost story. Ooh. Yes. I love a good ghosty. I also enjoy a good ghost story slash haunting. Mm-hmm. It's always great fun. Absolutely. Uh, so the story we're going to talk about today is the story of La Llorona. I love that. I love saying that. Yeah. La Llorona. Yeah. I want to name an animal that. You could, yeah. Obviously, you would get a cat, right? Right. I mean, you should have a dog, but... I would definitely also say La Llorona. Right. Yeah. You would just, like, say you got a dog and named it La Llorona, and you took it to the dog park, (laughs) you're going to yell, La Llorona! At the top of your lungs in the dog park. This is how... (laughs) True story. Whenever Dakota and I were trying to pick a name for Arthur. Mm -hmm. Because when we got April, we had never had a dog before. And we picked the name April before we got April. Yeah. We had seen her when she was about three weeks old. uh, But we didn't own her yet. Uh, Own as in pick her up for free. You didn't live with her yet. We didn't live with her yet. (laughs) So, but we picked the name April from Parks and Rec. Yeah. April Ludgate, obviously. Uh, But with Artie, Dakota got him for me as a Christmas gift. And so we didn't think about a name, obviously. I had no idea he was giving me a dog. Yeah. And so we didn't have a name for him for a couple of days. And poor Artie. The test was are we gonna want to yell this name in the dog park? That's the question. Is it too stupid to yell in the dog park? So we eliminated a myriad of names that yeah. I can't even remember at this point. Well, they don't matter. They don't matter. Artie is the perfect name for him. Absolutely. Yes. And I snuck in a Harry Potter character in that one. I think, like, not only is already a great name for him, the, like, the sounds in the name are good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't is. explain that. You get it. He gets so hype when you say his name. Yeah. That's how you know. April does the same thing. If you say her name a particular way, she gets really hyped about it. Artie is always hyped, though. Uh, <laughs> Artie is operating <laughs> at a level 10. All always. the time. <laughs> Asleep or awake. That, it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> oh, um, the fucking breakfast nook, food nook, we'll get back into that eventually. We'll start going to breakfast more often. Um, but we've been doing a lot of night recording. Yeah. It, it is what it is. I walked into Maddie's house, ate a bunch of fucking chips. Um, that was my dinner. 
now I'm hydrating with H2O while Maddie tried to fit a, gla- a bottle of wine in her wine glass. So that's well, where we're at. This is a large wine glass. I bet the rest of the bottle could have fit in here. P.S. Uh, I just uh, felt like maybe I shouldn't have, <laughs> like, drank that much wine at 7.30 at night. I mean, you're young. That's true. It is what it is. Tomorrow is Friday. We balance each other out. You're very sophisticated when it comes to these things. You probably had a green vegetable with your dinner. I had five handfuls of fucking chips. I had a green vegetable with my lunch and my dinner. Of course you did. So I always... I love that. Always do. I've been having Brussels sprouts all week, and uh, I feel... (laughs) A little... I've been having Brussels sprouts and salmon for lunch all week. Yeah. So, it doesn't smell great. And I'll be... I sit at my desk and eat lunch because I do homework or work on show notes or whatever at lunch. And one of the engineers that I work for every day, as he's walking by my little cube, he just looks at me. And I'm like, yeah, Luke? And he just shakes his head, and I'm like, yeah, I know it's it's not, it's stinky food, but you know what? <laughs> I'm getting my omega-3s and whatever the hell Brussels sprouts give you. Yeah. Whatever the whole green thing gives you. Yes. That's I, great. I don't know exactly what Brussels sprouts do for you, but I know that it's good. And I love Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts are delicious. So good. So, the story of La Llorona. There are several variations of this legend as kind of holds true for most urban style legends. There's usually multiple tellings depending on the region, the region or generation, whatever there's, it always changes just a little, but we're going to go with the most common version. Of course. Uh, Obviously. So in this version, a beautiful woman named Soshi or Soshil, depending on area, I think. Uh, I think Soshi is newer, Soshil is older. Either way, we're going to go with Soshi because uh, it's new. Anyway, so Soshi marries a rich conquistador and they have two children together. They're happy, they're in love, all the things. But one day, so she finds her husband with another woman. She becomes enraged, as you do. And in that fit of rage, so she drowns both of her children in the river. Mm-mm. She immediately regrets her actions and attempts to save them but she fails she is then so consumed by her guilt that she drowns herself but because of her crime she is unable to join her children in the afterlife and is instead forced to be in purgatory and roam the earth searching for her children shit Ooh. Now we're going to get into the origin of the legend. Yeah. 
So the legend of La Llorona is traditionally told through Latin America, including Mexico and Central and South America. Although early colonial texts provide evidence that the lore is pre-Hispanic, originating in the Central Highlands, however, La Llorona is most commonly associated with the colonial era and the dynamic between Spanish conquistadors and indigenous women. Mm. The most common lore about La Llorona includes her initially being an indigenous woman who murdered her own children, which she bore from a wealthy Spaniard after he had abandoned her. The villainous qualities of La Llorona, including infanticide and the murdering of one's own blood, is assumed to be connected to the narrative surrounding Doña Marina, also known as La Malinche, or Maltenzin in her original nomenclature. Today, the lore of La Llorona is well known in Mexico and the southwestern United States. The mother archetype of La Llorona has been tied to patriarchal expectations of women in Mexican and Mexican-American culture by several authors, historians, and social critics. Social critics often consider Mexican and Mexican-American culture to enforce patriarchal standards unto women, such as being defined by their roles as mothers. La Llorona's falling into the type of a quote-unquote evil or failed mother, having either committed infanticide or having failed to save them from drowning, can be considered a reflection of this. Stories of weeping female phantoms are common in the folklore in both Iberian and Amerindian cultures. Scholars have pointed out similarities between La Llorona and the Siwakot, which is one of the motherhood and fertility goddesses of Aztec mythology, um, as well as similarities between La Llorona and Eve of Adam and Eve and Lilith of Hebrew mythology. So Lilith is actually a demon, essentially, uh, from Judaism. She's sometimes the alternate first wife of Adam as opposed to the first wife of Adam being Eve. It's Lilith. Sometimes she's just a she-demon. It just really kind of depends on where you're getting the story from. But she's often depicted in fantasy and horror and occultism whatever. Uh, Chelsea Grin has a song called Lilith on their EP called Evolve. And it's really good in case you want to listen to it. You guys should check it out. (laughs) You guys should check it out. (laughs) That came out in like 2012, I believe. It's very good. Anyway, they had Jason Richardson from Born of Osiris on guitar on that album. Very good. Anyway, the attributes of La Llorona is very common through other female mythologies throughout history and has kind of transcended cultures. Like, it's not culture-specific to have a female mythology figure be kind of in that fallen trope. Yeah. Eve is the fall of man because she listened to the serpent and ate from the tree of good and evil. So that's why we have pain during childbirth that we're, you know, we're being punished for the sins of Eve. 
blah, 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 right? And then Lilith, of course, is a she-demon. I mean, what the fuck? Why? What? That's all right. The woman has been oppressed since literally the dawn of time. <laughs> Day one. Th- this is just an illustration of how that has transpired. Out of the gate, the universe is like, ah, uh, I see you have a vulva. Mm-hmm. You're fucked. Great. Great. Fucking A. Real cool. So author Ben Radford's investigation into the legend of La Llorona was published in a publication. I don't know if this is a magazine or a periodical or what it is, but it's called Mysterious New Mexico. And Radford found common elements of the story of La Llorona from a German folktale dating as far back as 1486. So that's old as shit. La Llorona also bears resemblance to the ancient Greek tale of the demigoddess Lamia, in which Hera, who is Zeus's wife, learned of Zeus's affair with Lamia and then killed all the children Lamia had with Zeus. Out of jealousy over the loss of her own children, Lamia kills the children of other women. So that's essentially La Llorona. She loses her own kids. Basically, she kills her own kids. And then her spirit wanders the earth, searching for her children. So she snatches the children of others. This is, this is not how we handle this. But, I mean, what are you going to tell a, a, a spirit? How are you going to reason with them? You can't. Well, that's true. They're sometimes, you know... Very sneaky yeah. and invisible. They are invisible when they want to be. That's a real problem. Yeah. It makes it really hard to track them down and talk sense into them. That's true. Someone call fucking, what's the show? With a... Uh... <clears throat> <laughs> I was going to say Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called Ghost Hunters. <laughs> like, I have no idea. <laughs> Never I mind. just immediately thought of Ghostbusters. Well, I mean, we can also call them, too. (laughs) I love Bill Murray. These kids snatching everyone's children up. I mean, I feel like they could handle this case. Of course they could. That's what they do. Exactly. That is exactly what they do. It's in the name. Anyway, the Florentine Codex, which is an important text that originated in late Mexico in 1519, quoted... The sixth omen was that many times a woman would be heard going along weeping and shouting. She cried out loudly at night saying, Oh, my children, we are about to go forever. Sometimes she said, Oh, my children, where am I to take you? Hmm. That's crazy. That's uh, dark. That's pretty dark. A little dark. So, while the roots of the La Llorona legend appear to be pre-Hispanic, the earliest published reference to the legend is a 19th century sonnet by Mexican poet Manuel Carpio. Um, The poem makes no reference to infanticide. Rather, La Llorona is identified as the ghost of a woman named Rosalia who was murdered by her husband. So, see, we have a myriad of explanations for La Llorona. 
Is her name Soshi? Is her name Rosalie? Some things that I read refer to her as Maria. Well, none of those sound the same at all. Not even close. So that really bothers me. Yeah. To me, her spirit and her story and what she does seems very like my idea of a ghost wandering the earth. Like Mm -hmm. the mom looking for her kids. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Cause that's, it, that's the kind of ghost I want to hear about. Yeah, because she she has a mission. She's not just here. Right. She's She's here for a reason. Yes. And she has a goal, which is good. Right. It's good to have goals. So, um, you know, so we we are Berea, we're Rosalia, we're Soshi. Uh, the name Soshi kind of does imply pre-Hispanic, pre-colonial times yeah we'll never know i guess well, we we will never know all right so the legend of la llorona is deeply rooted in popular mexican culture and her story is actually told to children to encourage them not to wander off after dark and her spirit often is evoked in artwork such as that of alejandro colunga who is a Mexican artist. He's a painter and a sculptor. So that's cool as fuck. Sculptors are... I feel like sculptors are the unsung heroes of the art world. Yeah. Like, how you how you going to just sculpt a human person? How are you just going to... I mean, I guess there's all types of different sculptures. But yeah. especially when they're, like, chiseling that shit away. Yeah. How are you doing this? How did you practice this? How did you decide this is what you wanted to do? Or how did you discover this? Yeah. What were you just like sitting around one day looking at a piece of wood and you're like, you know what? I'm going to make that look like a face. Well, I mean, I just, I don't know. I feel like wood would be easier than like stone. Mm-hmm. Probably. Because you think if you hit like stone the wrong way, a whole fucking chunk's going to fall off. That's true. So. I don't know. We'll have to ask uh, an actual sculptor. Alejandro. Alejandro. What's up? All right. So I'm going to try to say this to all of you, and it's going to be very wrong. So there is a yearly waterfront theatrical performance about the legend of La Llorona, and it is called La Siwacote. Set in the Xochimilco borough of Mexico City. Um, and it was established in 1993 to coincide with the Day of the Dead. When is the Day of the Dead? We about to find out. Mm, the 1st and 2nd of November. Excellent. The 2nd of November? It says is a holiday celebrated on the 1st and 2nd of November. Well, fuck yeah, dude. In middle school, we had an art teacher who used to take us to the cemetery by my mom's house, Mm -hmm. um, which is, like, started out as my family's cemetery in, like, the 1800s. And I thought that was very weird. Like, we would go there as children um, to, like, chill and stuff on Day of the Dead with our art teacher. Okay. I was going to say, is, is, did you go there on Day of the Dead or did you just randomly go to the cemetery like, hey kids? Well, we did go there on Day of the Dead. Um, and it was so funny because 
I had her the last hour of the day. Mm-hmm. And it always pissed me off because I had to go back to the school instead of just like walking across the yard to walk into my house. That's really lame. I know. Like, just let me go. I yeah. mean, fuck protocol. Yeah. You know I'm here. Right. It's all that matters. Take a picture of me walking into my house. I don't. I don't know what to say. Yeah. And your mom like wasn't home either, was she? No. Yeah. So, I always thought that was weird. Very cool, though. I've heard to do. It it is cool. Fuck. What? It logged me out of my GD Snapchat. That's not cool. That's the worst part about getting a new phone. Usually, it logs me into everything automatically. Like, my TikTok is logged in. I'm pretty sure my Instagram. Yeah. All this shit is logged in. Snapchat is, like, the one that doesn't. Now that I... Now that I am thinking about all of this shit, Snapchat is the one that I always have to, like, Mm. redo. The earliest documentation of La Llorona is traced back to 1550 in Mexico City, though there are theories that her story can be connected to specific mythologies of the Aztecs, including some creation stories. I always really loved learning about Aztec stuff in school. Same. The Aztec creation myth of the hungry woman includes a wailing woman constantly crying for food, which has been compared to La Llorona's signature nocturnal wailing for her children. This shit's super creepy to me. Super creepy. The motherly nature of La Llorona's tragedy has also been compared to Chihuacote, an Aztec goddess who was considered a deity of motherhood. Her seeking of children to keep for herself is also significantly compared to that of... How do we say it again? This is a different one. Yeah. Under ancient? Yeah. How do I say that again? I think that's probably... Wait, is that a different one? That's different than Siwako. This one is a different name. Um... Cotaluchi? No, that's that's very Italian. Um, I was feeling... I don't know what C-U-E sounds like in Spanish. I don't, I don't you either. You think it's like sway? I don't know. I took French. It's probably none of that. Uh, it's... Cotliquay. Okay. Well, exactly like it looks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A. Cotliquay. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Cotliquay. Known as Our Lady Mother. Or Tenancy, who is also comparable to the Virgin de Guadalupe, another significant mother figure in Mexican culture, who is also a monster that devours filth, or sin. Why are all these women figures monsters? Yeah, I, I just Why? don't know. Why can't we just get get a, a woman who's out here like healing the sick? Yeah, or helping people find their children. <laughs> yeah, leading lost children back to their parents. I just don't get it. Maybe that's what La Llorona is actually trying to do. That could be it. She's leading these children back to their parents, and they're just reporting the stories wrong. Maybe that's it. 
annoyed. Uh, so this story also has some roots in the U.S., in the southwestern U.S. Uh, the story of La Llorona there is told to scare children into good behavior, sometimes specifically to deter children from playing near dangerous water. I can uh, say I've never told my kids the legend of La Llorona. Yeah. But now I will be doing that. Stay away from the river. La Llorona will snatch you. Yeah. I mean, this sounds very, like, the way it's kind of treated now is similar to the legend of Cropsy and how Mm. parents would tell their kids, like, don't go into the woods after dark because Cropsy will get you. Yeah, that's true. I just want to know why parents are telling their kids that these, like, scary-ass things are going <laughs> to snatch them and kill, like, kill them. And then they want to get pissed when their kids wake up in the middle of the night having nightmares. Right. Get your shit together. I don't understand why my kid's having night terrors. Well, you just told him a wet lady's going to drown him <laughs> if he gets close to water. Of course he doesn't want to bathe. A sad, wet ghost lady is going to come <laughs> get you. Yeah, I mean, shit. Don't tell your... Just say, hey, don't go in the woods after dark because I don't want you to. Yeah, I don't want you to get fucking lost at nighttime. Yeah, you could get lost. That's scary. You could get eaten by a cougar. (laughs) Cougars are real. (laughs) That's tangible shit right there. That's not some weird (laughs) idea of a thing. You could get bit by a rabid Reagan. That's exactly... Rabid rakins are out here in these streets, people. Literally everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> Trash pandas all over the place. Oh, God. I had a pet raccoon. Oh, my God. I just had a terrible pain in my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it just hit me so hard. That's what it feels like to be fucking stabbed. It's gone now. Side note, I stabbed her. <laughs> <laughs> that's like our worst fear oh my god was that law Yorona? she stabbed you she was like listen here you bitch <laughs> you're selling out my secrets shut I'm, up i'm not a sad wet ghost no <laughs> all right well anyways. okay so also told to these children is that the cries of law Yorona are heard as she walks around the street or <laughs> why is she in the street? <laughs> She's sad, wet, and in the street. <laughs> this sounds so silly. Uh, in the street or near bodies of water. I just always associate her being near water because she's always wet. Right. So, of course. The whole, like, drowning your children thing. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, that old chestnut so now i don't know where i am okay so her cries her weeping sobbing is heard near bodies of water to scare children from wandering around resembling the stories of el kukwe i don't know who el kukwe is i like it in kumash mythology indigenous to southern california la llorona is linked to the Nunasis, a mythology, a mythological creature with a cry similar to that of a newborn baby. Absolutely fucking not. Oh, that's horrifying. No, thank you. Now, 
if you're out here walking along the beach or whatever and you hear an adult crying, you're just like, oh, well, okay. That's awkward. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, let's leave now. But if you hear, a, like, a newborn baby crying, you're just, you're trying to find it. I oh, hope. No, thank you. I hope that you are walking toward the sound of a newborn baby crying. Or at least yelling, excuse me, hey, who's baby? This is what I'm thinking. Listen, I lost Jameson at the park the other day. <laughs> <laughs> We're admitting this. Okay. Um, okay, so this is what happened. And I'm. this is going to tie in with what we just said about hearing a newborn cry. Mm-hmm. So we're at the park. Jameson's on a raking, like a springy raking over okay, here. Okay, yeah, Just yeah, like yeah. going hard as fuck on this thing. Yeah. I pan to the left. Because mm-hmm. we're at a birthday party. Okay. So I'm looking at the birthday boy. Yeah. Okay, his bestie. I watch him like go down a slide or some shit. I look back. Jameson is fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Maybe 10 seconds I had my head turned. Yeah. There were people, there wasn't like a ton of people. It was a smaller park. There was probably six or seven other kids. So at least six or seven other parents. Yeah. There was also a nonprofit organization doing a goddamn news story there. So more adults. Yeah. So I get up and so does Alexis and so does Caden and so does Alexis's husband. We're all looking for Jameson. I'm fucking screaming his name because next to the park there's also woods Mm -hmm. but i'm worried about him that he walked out into the parking lot yeah and i'm like my heart's not even pumping blood in my body at this point yeah full panic and it was a solid like 45 seconds to a minute that we could not find him Mm -hmm. not a single parent at that park helped us look are you kidding not a single one Not a single fucking one. Uh, By the way, um, he was in the bathroom. Okay. So he popped out of the little, you know, you know what a park bathroom is like. Yeah, park bathroom. And I ran to him, obviously. I'm like crying. Yeah, of course. And I was like, you can't ever do that again. And he was like, mom, I just had to go pee. Like, I, I was just in the bathroom. So I explained to him that he can't do that. And I felt terrible. Because I looked away from him. Mm-hmm. But not a single fucking adult helped. So I, am, I don't think if people are hearing babies crying on the beach, they really give a shit. You know what? This is the world we live in, people. My first instinct is to go toward what's happening. If you hear someone yelling a name, just start yelling it also. Yeah. I mean, especially... If you were at a park with children, like... He could not have gone far. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And my my first thought when a child is no longer in eyesight, they've been snatched. Absolutely. Somebody has snatched them, you know? Yeah. I was just... Oh, I was so pissed. I was like, I cannot believe not a single one of you even looked around. That's wild. So, yeah, that's the world we're living in. If you hear a mom, like, panicking, searching for her kid, now now I feel fully responsible for this. I feel really bad. I didn't lose my kid. He just fucking sprinted to the bathroom in the 10 seconds. But anyways, 
if you're like out and about and you hear at a park, especially, and you hear a mom screaming for her child, please help her. Yeah. Please fucking help her. Like, it's just, just common fucking decency out here, you know? Like, if you, if you see someone struggling in general and you can help them, you just fucking should. And I feel like maybe someone maybe saw him go into the bathroom. Yeah. That... And these were all people that were at the same party you were? No. No. Okay. But these are all parents with kids like Jameson's age. Yeah. Yeah. This is really, this is just, this is unacceptable behavior from these people. Anyways, Venezuela. Okay. So we're moving on to Venezuela. I think Venezuela might be the coolest name for a country hands down without question absolutely venezuela i like saying it yeah venezuela i'm from venezuela i don't know (laughs) what their accent is i am clearly not of latin american descent but if i could pick another a country to say that i am from it would be venezuela so in venezuelan folklore the tale of la llorona is set in the Venezuelan Llanos, <laughs> that's a cool word as well, during the colonial period. La Llorona is said to be the spirit of a woman who died of sorrow after her children were killed, some say by her and some say by her family. So we have differing stories here. In some stories, she's the one that killed them. And others, her family killed them. So, uh, whichever one you choose to be your La Llorona. Yeah. Uh, Families traditionally placed wooden crosses above their doors to ward off such spirits. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, that is very similar. Uh, The cross above the door is kind of reminiscent of like Passover when they would put like the blood above their door Mm -hmm. so that it would pass over and not take the life of their firstborn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to take every precaution. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to tell you some like encounter stories. Yeah. This is what you came here for, people. Right. There's nothing better than a ghost encounter. Mm. So she's been seen along many rivers across the entire Southwest, and the legend has become part of Hispanic culture everywhere. Part of the legend is that those who do not treat their families well will see her, and she will teach them a lesson. Ooh. So this is from Daisy. And I'm going to tell it like I'm Daisy telling the story. Mm. So no one get confused. (laughs) My story of La Llorona takes place in Mexico. When I was eight years old, when my abuelita, which means grandma, told me to go to the store to buy soda, this was during the evening and we were getting ready to eat supper. My brother and I left for the store and along the way we heard wailing, but we didn't pay much attention to it. 
However, as we continued on, we saw a young woman walking towards us. Suddenly, my little brother started to cry and the woman ran toward him, acting as if she was going to get him. When we saw that she was floating instead of walking, we began to run back to our house and told our grandmother and our mom what had happened. We just locked the door and started to pray to God to help us and make La Yorona go away. Shit. Oh. That's some good shit right That's there. That's a good one, Daisy. Okay, so the next one is from a boy named Patricio Lugan. He and his family saw La Llorona on a creek between Mora and Guadalupita, New Mexico. As the family was sitting outside talking, they saw a tall, thin woman walking along the creek. She, was, she then seemed to float over the water and started up the hill and then vanished. However, moments later, she reappeared much closer to them and then disappeared again. The family looked for footprints but found none and did not doubt that the woman that they had seen was La Llorona. I would prefer to not see um, a ghost floating above a river. Yeah, that that uh, that'd be a day ruiner, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so another story involved a man by the name of Epiphanio Garcia, who was an outspoken boy who often argued with his mom and his dad. After a heated argument, Epiphanio, along with his brothers, Carlos and Augustine, decided to leave their ranch in Ojo de la Vaca to head toward the, the Via Real de Santa Fe. However, when they were along their way back, they were visited by a tall woman wearing a black tapelo and a black net over her face. Of fucking course she was. Yeah, she was. Two of the boys were riding in the front of the wagon when the spirit appeared on the seat between them. She was silent and continued to sit there until Epiphanio finally turned the horses around and headed back home, at which time she said, I will visit you again someday when you argue with your mother. Get the fuck out of here. Uh... That's terrifying. I would crash whatever vehicle I was driving. I would crash those fucking horses and wagon. That's right. Broken legs everywhere. I guess you can't really, like, run a horse off, like, a road because it's, like, a flat trail. Yeah, and I guess, like, there's no wheel to, like, jerk in any one direction. I mean... You've got the reins, but... You can jerk the horses, but I don't think you're going to get... The reaction that you need because there's a goddamn ghost sitting next to you. Yeah, it's definitely much different if you're in a horse and buggy as opposed to a car. If you're in a car, Absolutely. you can just like, boom, right, jerk your car. Exactly. I'm doing the motion here, people, and <laughs> it is, you can't see it, obviously. Well, but you all know what I'm saying. Right. Anyway, <laughs> that's horrifying. Uh La Llorona has been heard at night wailing next to rivers by many, and her wanderings have grown wider, following Hispanic people wherever they go. Her movements have been traced throughout the southwest and as far north as Montana on the banks of the Yellowstone River. 
Hispanic people believe that the weeping woman will always be with them following the many rivers looking for her children. And for this reason, many of them fear the dark and pass the legend from generation to generation. Whoa. I wish I was told stories like that when I was little. I never got any kind of stories like this as a child. No. You know? None at all. Now, my sister Jenny had me convinced that she was a witch that she herself was a witch and that if i didn't do what she asked me to do that she would cast a spell on me so okay okay that worked um we didn't i didn't do anything like that with my siblings um i i had an older brother but i mean effectively i am the oldest he's emotionally younger than me well so, um, I didn't ever, like, convince my siblings that I was, like, a witch or anything. I they bet you wish you would have now. Um, I wish I would have tried. They would not have believed me. They're, I was also, like, six. Yeah, so. your sister is way older than you. Yeah. My siblings, like, Colton and Cheyenne are two and a half years younger than me. Sis is five years younger than me. She would have believed it, but she was scared of everything, like, legit everything, and so it just would not, it would have backfired entirely because yeah. then she would have slept in my bed with me every night, even more often than she already did. She was, True. she often, especially if it was storming, oh, sis, be in my bed. That's Hands precious down. though. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it sounds precious, but she also didn't just like crawl in or wake me up. She just stood like oh, yeah. fucking Wednesday Adams next to my bed looking at me. Mm-hmm. And then I would wake up almost pee <laughs> and be like, oh, there she is. Scared me every time. Get her out of here. Yeah. She was, I mean, we were all a little bit creepy. Like, that. Well, I mean, it's all right. That's Kids do goes. weird shit. Kids are weird, you know, but. Yeah. So. You watched The Curse of La Llorona? I, I actually watched that today during class. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know this was a movie. Was it good? Yeah, I liked it. Okay, should I watch it? I, I would say yes. Okay. Um, I am not hard to please in a scary movie. Uh, you are, so it's kind of like uh, up in the air. It's not scary, is okay. the thing. But I also never find, like, movies that are hauntings or ghosts or spirits i never find them scary because i just i just don't um i don't find a lot of no one's seeing me air quoting but i don't find a lot of scary movies scary yeah and i think what what i find scary in a horror film is the closer it is to reality yeah the scarier it is like uh, a scary, a ser- serial killer breaking into my house. Right. That is probable. That happens. We have told many stories of the like. Mm-hmm. So that is the kind of thing that scares me. Hauntings, ghosts, that shit does not yeah, scare you'll, me. You'll probably be all right. Yeah. And what Odds, does the law Yorona want with you? I don't have any kids here. I just here. said the, the Yorona. The, the Yorona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Law Yorona, she doesn't. Uh, she has no business here because I don't have any children. So I mean, unless she's trying to snatch Artie, <sighs> maybe maybe she wants a pet. She 
Maybe that's what she's been searching for this entire time. You know what? She probably just hasn't even figured it out yet. And she'll see Artie and be like, okay. This is true. I'm interested. I could use a dog. I could use a dog. He, he can, can help me find kids. He he can sniff out the children. He's a herder. That's what he does. He herds. Right. He will herd them back to me. He's the perfect companion for La Llorona. This seems like an unstoppable team. This sounds like the A team for sure, hands down. I love that so much. Um, so, yeah, I watched the movie. I liked it. Um, I, of course, had to ask Caleb about it before I watched it. I am now, I'm incapable Mm -hmm. of watching a scary movie without asking his opinion now. Well, I feel like I need his opinion on scary movies as well. So Mm. from now on, I'll just send you what I need you to relay to him. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Um, He typically knows, and he doesn't just say, oh yeah, this movie is good. He has an actual opinion on why he thinks, what is good about it, how much he enjoyed it. Um, He... Odds are, knows when it came out, who's in it, who wrote it, who produced it, who directed it, blah fucking blah. Uh, He's a real connoisseur Mm -hmm. in the true sense of the word. And so now I feel like if I want to watch a scary movie, I have to know his opinion. Well, yeah. It's... um, If you have an expert. If you've got an expert in your life on something, you consult that person when it comes... To those things. So that's just how it goes. Right. Uh, he rec- he said, yeah, it's a fun movie. And he was right. It was in a, a, just a fun, enjoyable movie. Apparently, there's, like, some critics that didn't like it. There's always those. There's always those people. Especially with horror films. Yeah. They, I would be a terrible critic for horror films. I would also be a terrible critic He'd for... He'd be like, it was the, fucking great. The <laughs> exact opposite reason of you. <laughs> You'd be yeah. like, no, this is trash. It wasn't scary at all. And I would say... Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was a little scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or if it was like one of those hostile or Saw movies, I would say, don't watch it. Couldn't make it through it. Absolutely cannot do that. Hate. This is what we movies. should do. We need to start. Is it raining? I don't know. Is it supposed to rain? I think it is raining. Okay. Anyways, um, we need to start doing Friday bonus episodes. We definitely do need to start doing that. And I feel like, and this can stay in the episode. I'm not going to edit this shit out. Nah, it's cool. We're only at 57 minutes and we're already done. Yeah. So we can leave this in. That's great. Um, I feel like every week we should do something different. Yeah. And one of those weeks should be the... M and Mad scary movie review. Yeah. So we can just confuse the fuck out of people. So at the end of the episode, they're like, all right, well, Emily hated it. (laughs) uh, And Maddie loved it. So should we watch it? I just don't know. I would love that. Yeah, we should definitely do that. We can do whatever we want because this is our fucking show. That's, it's the show. It's the show. Uh, Yeah, when I get back from Europe, we can definitely start doing that. When the fuck do you leave again? The 22nd. How many times have I asked you this? Um, a lot. Like, more than 10. There goes the there. bubble. <laughs> Fuck. We're so you're gone the 22nd. Through, to... We arrive back on the 31st. Okay. All Hallows Eve, I shall be re-entering the United States. And then you will be present on the two days of the dead. Correct. Because two... apparently there's two. Yep. 
the or is it just over is it an overnight situation it says it begins on the first and ends on the second so i think it's like a 24 hour situation okay so we're like noon to noon maybe sure yeah okay i am off on the first i gotcha because of you know jet lag well yes you know i figure that's probably a thing so yeah uh, i took that day off as well Mm -hmm. but i don't know we don't get back on the 31st until like seven i think it's like evening time you're gonna be tired as fuck we're gonna be super tired um but sis is gonna stay here at my house with the dog so that's awesome that's good she typically does that for us her and coco probably yeah um oh also there has been some potentially breaking news this is true crime news so this is relevant there is a group that alleges that they have figured out who the zodiac killer was i saw that now this has happened before but obviously this has happened before um, the last guy was ruled out. What was his, his last name was like Alan or something. Yeah. Um, the new guy's name is Gary. Uh, I, I just feel like there are no bad Gary's. I just feel like if I'm going to be murdered and it turns out to be some dick named Gary, I'm going to be pissed. And it's like G E R R Y. Ugh. God, this one is spelled <laughs> G-A-R-Y, so, like, your typical Gary. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, because, like, the FBI is not really acknowledging this Of course person. they aren't. And, but they do have DNA, and this Gary person passed away in 2018, so they should be able to get his DNA and compare it to the DNA that they have. So they should be able to confirm if this is true, but this is like a group, like a citizen's watch type of group okay, made up of former law enforcement, like private investigators, whatever, ex-military people. So these are just like your vigilante justice people who right. are alleging that this Gary fellow is Zodiac. Well. Now... They say that there's, like, one of the codes in one of the letters that Zodiac wrote to the police can, you can cipher this with his full name. Like, it, the code translates out into his full name. So he, like, revealed himself in one of the letters Mm -hmm. and the code translates into his full name and whatever. They have some other reasons why they believe that is this guy. But it's very hard to believe this shit. It is because it's it's just gone on for so long. Yeah. And so when you hear shit, now I saw it, I did not click on it, did not read any of it because I was like, yeah, whatever. I clearly clicked on it, read the whole shit. Right. I just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this pans out. Obviously, if it actually happens to be this guy that is Zodiac, obviously we will report on this. But, Absolutely. Um, and we'll cover Zodiac at some point. Yeah. Of course. But um, I saw the headline and I was like, okay, I'm going to click this. <laughs> but I'm suspicious 
Immediately. Oh, yeah. First of all, this is a Fox News article. Mm-hmm. So. And then when I read that it was like a Citizens Watch group that is alleging this and the FBI is like not involved with this guy. They have not made any comments about it. I was like, all right. Okay. So what you're saying is a bunch of randos... Pointing their finger at this dead guy. Poor Gary. I mean, Gary, did you actually do it? I feel like you were a good guy. I just feel like there are no bad Garys. Um, do I know a Gary? See, I don't even think I know a Gary. I don't think I know any Garys. But I just feel like... I mean, Gary Lezak. I trust him with my weather. Well, that's true. He seems... Very non-Zodiac killer to me. Gary Lezak is a very stand-up gentleman. Yes. Um, I just, I hope it's not you, man. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. It just, Gary, well, I guess I can't fully say Gary does not sound like a serial killer name because Gary Ridgway was the Greed River killer. Well, fuck We can't let one, one Gary define the rest of the Garys. Yeah, that goes... Ugh. We, yeah, we got to do an episode on that. Yeah, we got to, he was, he's like such a horrible human, and I, obviously all serial killers are really horrible human beings, but, yes. um, Dakota and I watched something, it wasn't specifically about the Green River Killer, but it was just like serial killers in general, and they, it was like a few interviews of him from prison, mm-hmm. and first of all, he, his person really off-putting for me (laughs) (laughs) just his his countenance Mm -hmm. i i read pride and prejudice in its entirety today so the term countenance is coming out there we go um i love pride and prejudice one of my absolute favorites it's not jane austen's best though persuasion you know you have to read jane austen (laughs) i haven't read in a really long time i just i just need you there are so many things Jane Austen is, I just can't. Okay, anyway, I'll talk for the next five hours about Jane. <laughs> um, but, uh, so countenance is a term used a lot in right. that writing period. Anyway, his countenance, it horrified me. And looking at him, his face, everything about him, I was so so grossed out by him. Would you feel that way if you knew that he was not, if he did not do the things he did? This is very hard to say because I can't separate myself from the knowledge that he, like, raped and killed, like, 40 women or some shit. Don't tell them. They might not know. Our listeners. Because we will have an episode. Well, his name is the Green River Killer. Uh, Hey, listen. Uh, uh. We We do have, like, some listeners that have never listened to a true crime podcast. Fucking Chip. I yeah, that's crazy to me. That's so crazy because that's literally some of I only listen to a few podcasts that are not true crime. That's just the whole point of a podcast. I feel like I agree because you have the myriad of options. You can listen to a show like ours where we tell you a new story every week. Mm-hmm. You can listen to a a crime junkie that's like a Reader's Digest mm-hmm. version of true crime, which I've grown out of. Or you can listen to long form like Up and Vanish that does an entire season on one case. I like long forms. I like... It depends on the day, honestly. 
sometimes I want to listen to My Favorite Murder because I love Karen and Georgia, and sometimes I just want to listen to the story and I'll listen to Up and Vanished or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyways. That was, uh, that was that. Uh, we hope you enjoyed La Llorona. Um, I really love saying it. I'm going to say it from now on. I'm just going to bring her up whenever I can. Yeah. As La Llorona would say. Well, she wouldn't. She would cry. But. Yeah. Anyway, watch the movie. I enjoyed it. It's only an hour and a half, so. Great. That's the perfect movie length. It really is. It really is. An hour and a half. No. Why do movies need to be longer? With the exception of Lord of the Rings, first of all. Um, Second of all. They're making a show of Lord of the Rings from the age before the events of Lord of the Rings that we already have on Amazon. And I'm very excited and a little, uh, is it going to be fine? Yeah. Um, but it's coming out in fall 2022. So. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, watch out, House of the Dragon. You have competition now. That's true. So. Anyway. Haley and Ariel, we um, love we you so very you. much. Salute. You're the best. Better than all the rest. Okay, well, uh, we'll see you guys later. And for the uh, finale, the grand finale of Spook Season coming next week. So um, until then, just uh, be kind. And stay weird. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.